All right, welcome to Now This Is Podcasting. I'm Connor. I'm here as always with Calvin. Hello. And we have Katya with us. Hey. And we are talking about The Descent. This uh, film came out in 2005. It was directed by Neil, Neil Marshall. He also wrote it. Uh, it had a budget of $3.9 and made $57 million. And this was a UK film. So I think it was originally released there in 2004 and then got its theatrical release in the States in 2005. And Calvin, I just really want to know, why did you pick this? Because I thought it was a brutal watch. And usually you pick things because like, its themes are there or its imagery is there. You know, it has this great mise-en-scene where the writing's good. And I felt like this had none of that. So I want to know, why, why did we watch The Descent? So we watched The Descent <laughs> because I got tricked <laughs> by the recent trend of articles and blogs coming out that are like 20 years later this movie still holds up 20 years later and this movie is still it's a precursor to all of the great things and amazing things that horror has come out with and so i just i just read the article and i thought okay well there's not a lot of reasons for me to think that this is true so i'll give it a go <laughs> I mean, Let me investigate. It's, yeah. yeah, it's horror season. Um, so you didn't pick it for all of the creepy monster uh, juicy butts that we got to see. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the unexpected horror elements. <laughs> well, that's why they made a sequel. You know, they keep you coming back for more. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just hope that their butts are as squishy as their heads. Oh, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> they, <laughs> they probably are. No, so I guess in keeping in, in line with the, the article that tricked you, we're going to look up some like articles that uh, covered this movie and reviewed it and kind of discuss their take on the film and then our ideas concerning those takes, whether they be good or bad. So, yeah, I thought this was a, an odd one to pick, but now I, now I understand why we did it. Um, so just to give a little background on the film, uh, it's a group of friends, all women, and they're kind of set up to be like this cool adventurous exploration group uh, where they go whitewater rapping, rapid Whitewater rapid, rapid rafting, rapid rafting, <laughs> rafting, whitewater white rafting, whitewater white rafting. White rafting. <laughs> rafting on rapids. <laughs> no, just ra- white water. So they're whitewater rappers, <laughs> and uh, one of them uh, experiences this like tragic accident. She loses her daughter and husband in a car crash, and kind of the way that her friends want to jolt her out of this like depression and kind of get her back to finding herself is they all go from the UK. To, to a trip to the amazing state of North Carolina to uh, go explore. Uh, uh, they, they find out later that it's uh, this unexplored cave. It doesn't have a name yet. And so this group of adventurers are going to get together and, you know, make this descent. And uh, hopefully it helps this main character, Sarah, kind of rediscover herself and find herself. Of course, that ends up being uh, just a whole tragic horror story in the cave itself because they are confronted not only with uh, a descent into madness, but also uh, these uh, creepy crawling creatures. So that's kind of just the rundown of the film. Uh, Calvin, uh, do you have like, a, what's the more information on the article that you have that tricked you, I guess? So this was like the the summation of the article, but basically the gist of it is 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 uh, summed up here. The Descent is one of those films that works on almost every level it attempts, creating a juggling act between action, horror, and drama to make an ideal scary adventure. It's one of the best horror films of the 21st century, a dark and ground exploration into the depths of the world and friendship in equal measure, while also including plenty of unexpected murder. (laughs) When it discovers the depths of friendship, this is not a good friendship movie. I should have read that line a little bit closer. Yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) It's terrible. Yeah. This is a, a movie about how 
poorly some friendships turn out. Yeah. And how deceitful some friendships are more yeah. than anything. Exactly. Mm. When they're really just a facade for I'm just using you to get to your husband. Yeah. This yeah. certainly doesn't end with a like, oh, you know what? The real adventure wasn't the cave. It was the friendships we made along the way. <laughs> along this is the not way. that. It's more like the friendships we lost along the way. <laughs> You know, every girl's going to try cave diving and they don't all like it and they don't all come out friends. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> is that your college experience? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So you said the article mentioned that this is one of the best movies of the 21st century, best horror movies of the 21st century. Like that is insane to me because it's, it's not on that level. I mean, that would put it in the same like realm as things like a uh, hereditary which we have a really good podcast on, and that's one of that is one of the best horror movies of the 21st century. I mean, if you want to hear two episodes of us gushing about why <laughs> a movie is amazing, I think that's part of like anything that's a two-parter is just us gushing about why a movie is is yeah. great. <laughs> the Descent is going. I don't know if I'll give it a half part. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, we'll just, give it. I'm just gonna stop recording now, and that's our review. <laughs> yeah. That's all it needed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, the, the the reason that they said that it was. It was the best movie, uh, one of the best horror movies of the 21st century is that it was uh, more concerned with uh, character drama and it was more akin to being a precursor to things like Hereditary, things like The Witch that are so this balance between the, the character's psychological state as well as like an actual supernatural threat. I just don't, I don't, I don't see that here. I mean, so that's, that's what I see. Like, I don't, when I watch this movie, I don't see, wow, characters I care about, whether they live or die, their actual um, relationships to each other, why anybody is there and why anybody would be mad at each other. And I feel like that's what this article was, was driving at is because like, it was all of these very real things. And then suddenly it's a horror movie and you get the crawlers and it's, it's awesome on top of that. Yeah. I, I I disagree with that on both accounts because it's it's not psychologically thrilling at all because I don't think they take advantage of any of those like dream sequences to really like drive home what any kind of state that character is in. It's more just like quick flashbacks that don't really add up to anything, which we'll talk about a, a, a alternate ending that it had, which I think makes those elements work together better. Mm. Uh, but it's also it just completely lacks any character development. And I actually found an article by Roger Ebert who praises this movie and he said if it had been an American studio that made it, um, it would have given like assigned a problem to each female character and uh, to give them some kind of relatable personality characteristic that way people can latch onto that. And then the movie would have just been kind of like cookie cutter, them solving that problem and that's their character arc. And he said, instead of that, it says, damn character development, full speed into the void. <laughs> and I was like, great. The movie certainly does that. It says, you know, to hell with the character development. But now I don't care when any character dies in this yeah. movie because, I, like, they didn't get any relatable uh, qualities. The only two characters that matter are Sarah and Juno because they're the only ones who have, like, a real conflict outside of the cave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I also love it. Like, we keep, we keep, the way that we keep, um, stressing uh sarah's mental state is so strange like um i can't I, <laughs> like with a part like uh, at the beginning or are you saying yeah at the beginning when yeah. they were in the cabin and they yeah. were like um like yeah we're thinking of having kids eventually she just gazes into gazes into the void like <gasps> <laughs> thinking about my child i had that died by yeah. getting stabbed by some conduit <laughs> yeah i love how the movie is like yeah we nobody can talk about having babies we would hurt Sarah. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. My fa I think my favorite part is just how good all the dialogue is. I think that that's really the thing that drives home the character development for me. 
is that I don't have to guess about anything. They're just going to tell me. Sure. I uh, love adventures. No, I'm kidding. I hate the dialogue. Yeah, I hate I know. all of that. <laughs> but None that of was, it sounds like any girls talking to each other. And that was another anything. thing about this article that went on. It was like, there's no unnecessary need for exposition. And there's no unnecessary dialogue in any part of this movie. It's really? just it, every single line <laughs> drives the story forward. Not when she's walking around being like, these are the things that might happen in the cave. Let me list them. I memorized them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They've evolved perfectly in the like... What do you mean? How do you even sure. know any of that? Like, there are some clues that we could think of that, but... I love that scene so much, because she's like, hey, a doctor character, come over here and tell us what we're working with here. It's like, what? <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? Doctor character. <laughs> Another part I that you talked about, lines that, you know, like, this is not how girls interact with each other. One of them walks out with, like, pajamas on, and the whole oh, yeah. group just starts, like, giggling and, like, yeah. like jeering at her, and I was like... Because they weren't even, like, especially odd pajamas. They're just normal pajamas. Yeah. It wasn't like... I mean, maybe if it was something like... Oh, you wore those back in college. Like, ah, ha, ha. Like, your your sense of style hasn't changed yeah. at all. Like, or it was but, like an oversized, like, boyfriend, like, t-shirt. Like, oh, whose is that? Yeah, yeah it no. was just regular pajamas. And they're like, oh, you're so silly. Yeah, like, what? You, what are you, See, over that, 30? Yeah, well, that's the thing. That would have made so much more sense if we got all of their camaraderie a little bit quicker. Because, like, you can assume, like, oh, they're all, col- they were friends in college. They're adventurers. And out comes Beth in her pajama set. And they're probably like, ha, like... You're really getting soft, aren't you? Now yeah. you're wearing a pajama set. Like, we're supposed to be hardcore chicks here. That would have been good, yeah. If she was yeah. like silk pajamas and they're like, oh, are you going to go spelunking in a, a, a yeah. resort cave? Like, you're not going to, or you're going to be too scared to get dirty now or something <laughs> like that. All that stuff would make so much more sense. Do you know my favorite line? Is it the, because is it the, what she's like, oh, I'm not, what, you, what am I, some kind of tomb raider? <laughs> <laughs> No, <laughs> it's when they're posing for that picture and Holly's like, say sausage. Oh, yeah. What? Why? I like, because that makes your face look really good. Say sausage. I just think like, it was. Was Holly yeah. the one with the short black hair? Like that was. She like, was the, yeah, the, Ir- yeah, the Irish. Yeah, the Irish girl. Like, yeah. Like. She was like. Well, like I want to do the big stuff. I'm yeah, Ju- I'm Juno's protege. Yeah, which like, Juno's protege. Also, like her inclusion throws off the entire group dynamic like because hey this is this random person that nobody's met before we're all good friends that we've been together and we've been together since college yeah it 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 makes it feel so weird like well why does she fit in so well then are any like when was the last time anybody ever hung out together like or were they just like in some spelunking club in college and they don't really know each other it would make so much more sense if juno was a lesbian and this was her like partner and if Juno and Sarah were together, like that would make so much more sense. I mm-hmm. feel like for the whole movie. Yeah. But I feel like a lot of stuff was just like guy stuff because it was written and directed by men. Right. Like, like the let's say sausage. <laughs> like, it seems just like a joke. Well, which is funny, too, because like another article that I read was it, it, uh, it was talking about like how the director fought against studio heads. Um, that wanted to include a scene where they all stripped down to like their bra and underwear to get to jump in some cave water. It's like the, these are all like serious adventures. They would never do something so stupid like yeah. that. So it's interesting, like how like yeah, there is still this idea of the, the, uh, this is how I imagine a group of women behaving, yeah. but also like fighting. Like, well, I'm not going to reduce them to the sum of their parts. But it is they are still mad at each other because a man, they because they were like fighting over a man, which seems stupid. Like, that seems, like, stupid to cause, yeah, the whole conflict and tear apart their friendship. Like, I mean, I get it, but not in the way that it happens. 
Yeah, because right. I mean, we should mention that yeah, it, Juno is having an affair with Sarah's husband, uh, and then when the car accident happens later on in the movie, Juno's upset and they're discussing it. She's like, "We all lost something in that accident. Like she lost her lover. You know, Sarah lost her family." And I, that's that's like the part of the movie that like worked for me, where I wish it just focused on the tension between them two, and almost like having the monsters in the cave was totally unnecessary. Because I think you could put them in a psychological state where they yeah. where they're fighting for their lives just to get out of, of a cave they're trapped in. And then on top of that, you're having to deal with someone who was so close to you doing something so devastating to you. Yeah. And then having to find a way to may even work together to get out of that situation. Like, that's a good psychological thriller. Mm-hmm. And then you just yeah. put monsters in it. And I was like, ah, okay. Well, I think the monster, much. like, on the monster, no, I think they could have totally... I liked how it started with you just only seeing a monster every once in a while. Because in that sense, I, c- I could see, like, having some monsters in there and you just being kind of unsure if they matter or not or if they're real or not. But by the end, when it's just, like, freaking monsters everywhere like every yeah. five inches that's where i think it gets in the way because yeah. you're like yeah because it, it takes like a juggling act like you were saying like are the monsters real is it a symbol of the of the the demons haunting their relationships and then it takes that juggling act and it's like here's 50 more knives juggle those mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then they're like oh look you're dead whoops so i guess prior to the release of the sequel where it turns out the crawlers are real um, it was speculated, or there was a theory that the crawlers were all just a figment of Sarah's imagination. And the director, Neil Marshall, actually said that he removed a scene of, I think it's a silhouette of one of the crawlers when she's in the hospital. Mm. And he was like, well, if they're in the hospital, then it would make it too obvious that they weren't real at all. And so by only having them in the cave, it leaves that ambiguity that they are real or they're not real. They may be just a figment of her imagination. But if they're in the hospital, oh, then God. for sure it's just something she's imagining. But I like that Could theory cool, that they though. weren't real at all. Yeah. There's just too Which, many of them then. Yeah. There's too many of them to make that make sense. But are we talking about the second ending yet? Or whenever we want? Because... We can talk about the yeah. second ending. The, the, so yeah. the UK the ending. The UK ending, yeah. So in that sense, when she just stays, she's still in the cave stuff. Then that makes sense that they might just all be in her head. And I don't think it matters that there's a million of them. Yeah, because I guess part of that theory is that uh, Sarah killed all of her friends in the cave. Yeah. Like, it was never the monsters. She was just having this breakdown, and she goes through and is killing all of them. And then she wakes up in the cave alone instead of... Because in the end, when she pukes out of the car and then sees the you know the ghost of her friend, yeah. that wakes her up, and she's still in the cave. Mm. And so then it's like now she's all alone with like just her sins. And those are, all, those are all the monsters closing in on her. And I actually, uh, the Dutch um, title for this is Descent into Hell. And I actually mm-hmm. thought while watching this, I was like, man, this would be so much better if like they discovered some cave that actually leads into hell. Like discovered hell. Yeah. yeah. And, and, like, the and like the creatures are all representations of all of their faults, like coming after them, all of their sins coming after them. Like uh, Juno has been cheating. And like, so these monsters are her sins closing in on her. And then like this psychological pain that sarah's going through where she goes and is killing all of her friends like in that sort of alternate like that theory like Mm -hmm. i think that all kind of works and then the movie becomes a lot better but i had to read like four articles and find some like hidden gem that the director said where maybe they aren't real (laughs) in order to make the movie better if you can't just convey that in your film then you didn't make a very good film i don't think yeah exactly like yeah like i think that is it is so interesting except we're giving even if we wanted to say that and that's ultimately what the, his final cut was there are too many instances where they're alone dealing with the the crawlers by themselves you know yeah, they're fighting those, back against the crawlers and killing them as well i think the spot yeah that messes it up is when juno and sarah are both fighting the crawlers because i could see it at any other point 
the other friends also being hallucinating and it actually being Sarah killing them and them just being like, this this is impossible. And like, because someone already said something about these crawlers, they're just seeing a crawler instead, you know, because Sarah goes off on her own pretty quickly. And then Juno the whole time is trying to find her. So I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't super hold water, I don't think. It's a cool theory. I don't think it tracks well, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because it's just too much action. You take out a lot of the action and then it's actually like, that's that's a pretty good theory. And I think that you've made a movie that does balance the, that does balance a little bit more action, a little bit more of character development and, you know, psychosis. But there are, it's so concerned with being a, a buddy movie in the beginning, like uh, building up the camaraderie and them actually solving real world problems. And then suddenly like, well, what if this happened? And it's so out of left field that I don't, I don't care. And again, like you haven't, like, if you want to say be damned um, character development, it's fine. Like it's not, it's not really the problem with uh, American horror films is that they give each one a defining trait is that they do it in such a, um, a schematic way. Like Ebert was saying, it's, it's formulated to the point where like, I have this thing and it's the only thing about me. It's, it's so different when someone says something innocuous that actually signals like, Oh, like, yeah, like, like I know you still hate it. And I, I bring this up as such a, as a <laughs> as such a great a great point like um, in Pixar's Up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> when everyone kills themselves. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's very similar, actually. But when uh, um, Russell says, uh, "I like that curb," and he's like talking about like you know how his dad really isn't around anymore. Like it's so, there's just so much summed up into something that isn't said outright. Mm-hmm. If yeah. horror movies did that then they would all be a lot better. So it's not necessarily the fact that we're giving each one a defining trait and then thus care about their death. It's that the people that generally direct horror movies are not very good at doing that (laughs) because they're really like, let's get put scary monsters in a cave and have everybody kill each other. And they're really good at doing that. Like the lighting effects, the set design, um, you know, the the overall creature design too. uh, I think it's, it's very well done for that thing. Yeah. It doesn't, it, but it, that's still like a B movie because mm. the, the characters are still not interesting. Certainly. I, I did want to touch on the monsters a little more. Roger Ebert said in that article I found is, is this, this British horror thriller uh, recalls grueling adrenaline pumping classics like uh, Deliverance, Jaws, Alien, and Dead Calm. I think the difference right off the bat is like uh, Jaws and Alien are the ones I'm, I, I've seen mm. from what he's referencing. And the monsters in that are great because they're a real threat throughout the whole thing. Like they keep trying to kill Jaws and he keeps popping up and there's, it, it feels insurmountable almost all the time. And Alien, it's like, it's just this creature lurking in the shadows that you're, is like almost omnipresent. Like you're always scared of it popping out to get you. And I hate the creatures in this because they're only a threat when the story needs them to be. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes yeah. they jump out and they just demolish one of these girls. And then other times Juno takes on like four of them. And they're, it, they're just not a threat until, like yeah. I said, until the story needs them to be. And I was like, well, you, you have a bad monster movie then or if I can't take your monster there. seriously. Yeah, I don't think I don't think you can because, yeah, they're so they're so all over the place. Although part of that, too, like it feels like it's a whole community of monsters. Maybe some are like maybe they've communicated with each other and some are like, dude, let's hold back. Let's let's let them through. And other ones are like, no, let's freaking go for it. And then other ones are just like really squishy. And then <laughs> like that's just their thing. But yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, I'm just the monster with the good butt. I don't want to fight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just work on my butt all day. It's because I crawl so much and do so many back bends. 
But yeah, like some start a new workout for, uh, for yourself, crawl fit. <laughs> crawl fit. Yeah. Dude, Everyone's just like climbing crawls, up man. cave walls. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna like make them crawl up like sand dunes and piles of bones and like slip through things and climb up. And then they have to swim through a pool of blood. And then they just went through a pool, but which what like, <laughs> like uh, that's cool. That part was cool to look at. But what were those monsters doing with that pool of blood? I don't know. I think it or was, was just, it actually blood. I think it's just a reference something like Carrie. It's just yeah. it's just a cool way to add in something that like remember this other horror movie that's better. Oh, but she's also getting reborn. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. she's desce- she's descended into the madness yeah. and is still being yeah. set by the she crawlers, like and a... she's getting out and gaining perspective. Yeah. Also, There's, it's like a oh, baptism, really. Yeah. yeah, exactly. She's reborn. Yeah, exactly. Well, a little tidbit on the psychological part. I was uh, listening to a listening to a review, and apparently, I didn't really notice this. I guess in the movie, like I noticed there being like one, at least one girl creature or girl crawler. Yeah, but that's it, the it, pool it's, one. It's the one at the pool. Yeah. yeah. So like, she kills it and then falls in the pool, right? Hmm. Or does she kill it afterwards? Because no, she, she kills it and then yeah, like slides and in and then like bubbles up. Yeah. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. Like the only female. Cr- crawler she kills and then she falls into the pool and then she's reborn no i'm just gonna leave that there (laughs) (laughs) it's cool guys i didn't notice anything except i was like well that's a girl one because it has the hair that's that's what i took from it oh i didn't even see the hair yeah i thought she had boobs with no nipples i didn't notice that (laughs) (laughs) maybe not <laughs> they were like, because they couldn't do the the strip down to bra and panty scene, so they needed to have some nudity for the male gaze. Yeah, yeah. Also, yeah. Like, how are they reproducing? We didn't see any penises the whole time, right? I noticed that. You? I was like, it seemed like they made sure to be like they they are Ken doll. Like there is no, there's <laughs> nothing going on. <laughs> they have some pop out, and there's like sometimes too. Well, I think you see their feet at one point, and they're just like normal feet. So like I just human think feet. like human feet, like normal yeah, human feet, yeah. Which I assume these things were human at one point. Well, that's or... kind of the insinuation with the cave drawings is yeah. that they were like um, early descendants, like our like the the evolutionary tree split and they descended oh. into the caves and they live there now. There's a, a third way of describing uh, the movie, like it's 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 title, the descent of these creatures to becoming crawlers. Yeah, the director had said that too. Is the idea was they were just this like split in lineage, and they're just humanoids that grew up in a cave instead of above ground, which still doesn't make sense to me because they're like they say, oh, they must go to the surface to get all their food. Yeah, they're not adapted to being on the surface at all. So how are they no. taking down like wolves and bears? And there's like an elk skeleton and stuff. And I was like, how are they getting these? Yeah, like they're not they're not that. built to function anywhere outside of a cave. Again, that's just why I didn't care for the creatures in this. I like the design. Mm-hmm. They're very, uh, I guess a uh, took a lot of inspiration from Nosferatu and stuff like that. So, mm. like, I like the design. They're just, yeah, they're they just so not a threat until yeah. they're biting someone's neck out. Yeah. yeah, until they're killing, like, yeah, or eating their intestines. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, man, when What's-Her-Name is, like, because there's, like, the, the crevasse between them, and one of them is hanging from the ceiling, and the other one is just yeah. ripped to shreds, like, eaten alive. And I was like, where were they earlier? Like, they were just getting demolished by this pickaxe. <laughs> Yeah, so they, it was just a, it's really really weird sequence for all the monsters where they're they're being killed and then they're doing the killing. So I I just they're inconsistent. I yeah. didn't enjoy that. Yeah. I do love how they revealed the monsters though. Um, the first time that the actors had ever seen any oh, yeah. of them in the full dress was that moment where they turned on the camera and turned around. And she was just like standing behind her. Yeah, that is. So they didn't like, know. That's genuine fear. Like they were like, we're just gonna have to do like. 
whether or not this is the perfect shot or not, it's we're never going to get something as authentic as as them seeing them for the first time yeah. in this setting. Which is so a I cool way to do that. Yeah, I think they're yeah, like if you like if you don't have good actors or a good um setup or you're not a very good director, that's one Bad way script. of creating, yeah. Like so that's you know, there are workarounds when you're not fully adept, but <laughs> I guess yeah, we can we even can... dumb people do good things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's definitely I thought there's some good parts to this like you mentioned the lighting earlier i liked when they all kind of get split up and i think uh, juno has a red flare out the other two girls i don't know their names because they aren't real characters <laughs> uh, but they have like a green glow stick and then um sarah's running around with the torch she's made which lasts forever a really um, long time and i like that when it switched between them it was a cool way to identify like who you were with now mm. and so i, I like the change in colors and everything i i thought they could have done even more with that like some of them have like a blue flare or something like that because i i just thought the lighting could have been they did it well enough, but I thought it was cool how they each kind of had their own sort of color to their scenes. So that was one of the parts I did like, which yeah. is really bad when I'm like scraping the bottom of the barrel to be like, oh, well, the lighting was neat. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I liked about this movie. Yeah, I think it, and it, it works more as a way. It's not like a psychological thing as much as it is to keep the viewer interested and their attention siloed into this is this character and we're going to keep cutting back and forth between them for pacing and for interest um and we're just going to represent them by different colors if it worked on a third level as well then i think that would be pretty cool if it was all psychological as well but that's a tall order to do with just colors um but I do wish it was like maybe color just changed like when one of the crawlers came up and that was like an indication there's actually Sarah or something. Sure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the things I thought, too, is if it was like early on, it was like this color and it was supposed to represent like like if it was green and this is life and they're they're their journey is great and they're still good friends. And then as it goes, like the colors change, like shift more red to be like this is like now it's becoming really dangerous for Urgent. them. And, and so I, I would have liked that if the colors started somewhere and then ended in a different place to kind of show the transition that the characters are going through as well. That was one thought I had on the color. But again, it just feels like I can't ask much out of this movie. Yeah. What did you guys feel about that? Like, did you feel scared by the cave? Because I have gotten a lot of feedback from the internet people about just being super claustrophobic. Like I wasn't claustrophobic and then I watched this. So even if the monsters weren't scary, like being in the cave was scary, but I never saw it. I don't know. I never felt like I was in a real cave. For, yeah. For real, for real. Like, I thought they did a, a good job of the cave, but I didn't feel like it was a real cave. No, and, and the whole thing is a soundstage. They didn't, apparently, they didn't mm -hmm. film a single thing in a cave, which I was kind of surprised by because I thought some of it looked good. Like, some I of guess it looks good, yeah. I guess the narrow sort of cavern that what's her name is, I think it's Sarah gets stuck in. Mm -hmm. mm, I yeah. guess the all the actresses dubbed that the vagina because oh. <laughs> they're, they're, they're all being it. rebirthed yes. again, squishing through. Um, that was probably the grossest part was I went through that puddle and I was like, oh, what's in that puddle? <laughs> <laughs> but I guess Neil, Neil Marshall found out after he had made it because that was a lot of feedback he got. He was like, I didn't realize I made a movie that was going to affect people with claustrophobia until after he had made it and uh. there was all this feedback on it about how it really made people feel uncomfortable because they were so claustrophobic. I'm not claustrophobic at all. So I, I didn't get anything out of that. And it didn't make me yeah. worried about it. There is one movie with Ryan Reynolds. I think it's called Trapped or something like that. Oh, yeah, where he's buried alive. Yeah, and that, that was actually a decent movie in terms of uh, like making me feel uh, anxious stuck. because someone is trapped and stuck. Mm -hmm. And so I thought that was a better movie in like making me feel claustrophobic even though I don't have that phobia at all. This movie didn't really feel like that. 
because they're still in like yeah. pretty open caverns i feel like you a get lot to of see it that. yeah i wanted more like maybe like first person like filming or something like when she's going like when sarah gets stuck like to just like have more like hearing the breathing and seeing her like look around at it you know what i mean sure. otherwise it just looked like she was stuck and you're like well obviously you can get through because everybody else got through yeah and another thing that would have really helped it too is if everybody had gone on much further ahead and she was literally trapped by in herself a and, yeah and again that was like that would also help uh your your premise of your main theme of of being trapped alone within your own mind type thing sure yeah um but the fact that Beth is literally, literally right there, maybe that's also an indication of like, but the, the movie doesn't really, really say that like, she's just not reaching out to her friends and that's why she's still trapped. I think that maybe if they had included some of those things, like Beth is right there trying to help her, but she won't even help herself. But it's not either of those things. It's really just like, she's genuinely stuck now and she's having a, a panic attack. Yeah. It just, it, it felt really overacted to me too. I just I think anytime someone has a panic attacker, it's all you have to do is breathe really heavy and make sure that the microphone captures it. And then I feel like a director's like, nailed it. That's panic. <laughs> and it, I don't know, I didn't take it very seriously. I thought it was a really over the top scene for what it was. And it, and it feels like it's supposed to be like the first big moment of tension. Mm-hmm. And I was like, just crawl through. Please just crawl through so we can finish this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so you can find the very easy to get to exit <laughs> later. Do you have that article where it's like a lesbian movie? Isn't that what you said? something about that no i want it to be a lesbian movie oh you wanted it to be a lesbian okay yeah well so i listened to a podcast where the one one of the main character or one of the uh main guys had remembered it as like a super gay movie but in retrospect he like watched again he's like actually just a bunch of girls in the cave (laughs) like that's pretty much it like (laughs) there wasn't really that much lesbian action but apparently when they're filming it they're um they're like production name or like the the nickname for it was chicks with picks that was it was chicks with picks which sounds like a total like in that movie they could get naked right yeah Yeah. something like that so i just i just wish it was more empowering in a way because it just felt like juno just went psycho and just wanted to kill everything she just seems like she was kind of off kilter from the beginning and sarah just is crazy I, I just didn't see it as very empowering for any of them well and i think the problem with sarah i think because you're supposed to latch on to her as this character who is is coming out of this really hard time in her life and like like we've been saying is like reborn like she the, yeah. the her going through the cave and getting out alive is like symbolizing her like getting over this tragedy that happened and she's finds herself at the end of the road but the like impetus for that is essentially a revenge story against juno which like that's I, that's not empowering to me. It's like the way that she got over this pain was to sacrifice or like to to wound her former friend and allow her to be torn to bits by monsters, and like that's yeah. that's just not empowering to me. Like that doesn't feel like this character had a great arc where she realized something about herself and is like moving on past that. She was like, you know what? Let me kill my friend. That yeah. way I can get out of here. And that's why it's not empowering to me. That's why and none of the characters are like strong female to me. And there's super black and white. It's like Juno cheated. She's a bad person. Yeah. Well, she, she killed Beth. She killed Beth on like when Beth snuck up behind her, <laughs> like after she like was freaking going psycho on these monsters. And I Beth's like, that. I just want to touch you. <laughs> and then she's like dead. Obviously, Beth, you're going to die if you do that. It just is so it was uh, it was supposed to be, I think, like jump scary or whatever. And then you're supposed yeah. to have this moment where you feel sorry about what's happened. But I was like, who would just sneak up on their friend in a cave after like all of these things that are yeah. trying to kill you are sneaking up on you. It was yeah. like, like signal her, be like, hey, right behind you, don't go swinging. 
Yeah. yeah. And also, like, why do I feel bad for Beth? Because, like, she's like, don't trust Juno. She cheated on your husband. Oh, you knew? You <laughs> yeah. knew the whole time. Drama yeah. in my dying moments. Yeah, because clearly she knew, like, before uh, Paul had even died. Like, there's yeah. no way he, she found out later. Because, she saw the glance. Yeah, exactly. She knew. So it's just, yeah. I'm like, like now I feel so much more remorse for, for Beth because now she's, she's giving me, like, this thing to get me out you know yeah i think that's part of like what they're trying to say is like now you have a reason like and something to live for and if you just excise that demon then suddenly then you can then you can remake yourself and then you won't be haunted by your past but it's also like you could have just done that like a long time ago yeah you just told her you guys just talked yeah this is just like a very like non-communication we're not going to talk about it Mm -hmm. which is why and and with all that which is why the movie that i wanted to see was Sarah and Juno having the affair for years and Sarah trying to tell her husband in the car and then crashing, right? Mm. Like why she said that and then them not ever talking, like them, like Sarah shutting Juno out basically because Sarah blamed Juno for like causing the distraction that caused her to get in a car accident and kill her husband and child. Like I think that would have been so much cooler because then they're in the cave and they're like needing to be like on a team but they're really pissed off at each other for some, you know what I mean? Sarah probably still loves Juno. Juno's probably like, you're a bitch. You love my life. And you just like ice me out. Like that would be so much cooler. And then it would make more sense at the end for them either to get in a really epic fight where like they did end up hurting each other or to team up and get out. Cause that's the other part I don't get. I don't get why like Sarah's not like, I still need help getting out of the cave. We just killed like 200 monsters. <laughs> Like, I'm just going to go off by myself now. Yeah. Like, I just didn't get, I didn't get any of that stuff. Yeah, It's just the, everything that the redemption story is like built on is all garbage. Yeah. So like, I don't really care that there's a redemption story. Uh, but if the tension between them was more than just, oh, like you slept with my husband. Yeah. And now we're mad at each other. Then I was like, I feel like you could get more out of that. Yeah. And then if it is a story of them, like either reconnecting and trying to figure it out together, or it is a story of you know we're just gonna be mad at each other and like the showdown at the end is kind of the uh this like liberating moment for sarah but instead it just seems like a really spiteful thing to do where it's like you know what you you are having an affair with my husband now i'm gonna kill you yeah which is bad zero moral ambiguity about behind uh juno's actions and how we as the audience are supposed to feel about hers and i think that's what i i love that idea the fact that uh sarah and juno were having an affair and she was trying to tell her husband it is so much of this guilt that's built up but it's also like i loved this person and they're trying to reconnect through the the guise of um a group outing yeah there's there's a an incredible amount of nuance to mine there in terms of character development and character relationships that it's all just going to be yeah. like within the the, the normal it's interactions. Just going to happen. Yeah, yeah you don't have to like, say anything. Yeah, exactly. That's a fascinating idea, and I think that's one of those things that's like that kind of gets lost when movies are made from the male gaze. Like if if you're not sensitive to those types of things, if you don't have a lot of those conversations or you don't like, I, I can't wait to talk about good night, mommy, like a, a, a director pair. And I think it really right. shines for all of those reasons. Yeah. No, when I sat down to watch good night, mommy, I was like, okay, I get why Calvin picked this one. When I, when I watched the descent, I was like, what was he thinking? <laughs> I am very excited to Let's talk about that one though. You know, maybe the reason The Descent was so bad is because the director's dog died halfway through. I saw that it was yeah. the, the movie what? was commemorated to his He's loved commemorated dog. commemorated to his dead dog <laughs> that died halfway through the movie. 
Which is a bummer. So maybe he just, you know, I like took that a you really said that turn. really callous. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this loser's dead dog over here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Caused a shit movie. Great dog. Great legacy dog. <laughs> oh, poor little guy. <laughs> no, I was surprised to find that out. I was like, okay. It's just, a, I mean, this puts everything in perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. My, never mind. <laughs> I was going to say jump scare wise, even if we had like a new reimagined movie, the, the best part is we'd get to keep the first scene, like the first death scene. Cause that yeah. was my favorite part. I was like, this might be a good movie. Yeah. That even was wild. Stupid whitewater rafting aside. This is going to get good real fast. Yeah, yeah. It was a shock because I hadn't yeah. seen this in, I probably saw it when it came out, like in 2005 or six. And I had forgotten that that was like what kind of kicks the story off mm-hmm. was the people. It was very, uh, while I was watching with Hannah, she was like, this is very um, uh, Final Destination. Mm. <laughs> like you're behind a truck carrying logs and it, they all fall off and smash you up. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I forgot that happened. Uh, I I do want to bring up then, did you guys find this movie scary at all? <laughs> I think... <laughs> Because I feel like what drives it is the idea of it, <laughs> yeah. is the idea of it being a jump scare movie. Because yeah. it's, it's not it's not a psychological horror. It's not really scary no. in that way. It, it's there's not a lot of tension, like because the monsters are either killing or being killed, and so there's no tension there. And I also found the jump scares to be totally uh, way overplayed because the score is garbage in this movie. Mm-hmm. It yeah. was so loud and so gaudy to let you know like this yeah, is I the think, scary part. Yeah, that's the only thing that got me was like. Da-da! Yeah. Like at the end, like when you see, you know, uh, Juno's ghost, I think I jumped at that part. Like I jumped when the, the pipes went through the people and I jumped like at the end. Sure. I think it was the only thing, but it had those big music. Yeah. Like, it's going to get mm. scary. But we, we laughed a lot. Yeah. yeah. We laughed yeah. so much during this movie. I, I think every like death or whatever would happen. We're just like, what? Yeah, of course. <laughs> like, I think my, my biggest problem with, why this movie never felt scary is it's not the way it tries to unsettle you and give you this this atmosphere of unease is inconsistent it's it's inconsistent in um type and it's inconsistent in intensity like if you start with your movie with um them white water wrapping and (laughs) (laughs) yeah and it's all of these it's all of these very juvenile amateurish yeah exactly (laughs) it's all of these very juvenile and amateurish camera angles and like all of this whooshing sound and then suddenly it's all of this uh you know of these over uh uh overhead shots and it's just this whooshing sound of music and then it's it's just so many different things pulling you and like, mm-hmm. well, what am I supposed to be scared of? Am I supposed to be afraid of the psychological state that's going on within this character? Am I waiting for monsters to jump around the corner? Is someone just going to get skewered with conduit around the next corner? Yeah. I don't know what type of thing I'm really anticipating to be scared by sure. or to be uh, unsettled by because it, it feels like it wants to be all of those things mm-hmm. because they don't have a central way of conveying their main thesis. Yeah. yeah, I think that one of the big reasons I, yeah, like you said, the inconsistency is one of my favorite scenes that I thought could have been really scary is when the, the two are like kind of cuddled up and they're hiding and then the monster like crawls over them. Mm. And I was like, this would be a great scene if there was no music because it's so, it's so over the top. And if it's just like uh, you just hear water dripping in the background and you hear the creature kind of breathing or like maybe clicking some echolocation. But if they can echolocate, they'd yeah. be able to see them, right? Or they'd be able to feel them there. Right. Well, one of them like puts his hand straight up like on Sarah's face. Yeah. And she just stands still. Like, Squishy um, rock. 
I but, could understand because there were like other bodies there. Yeah, yeah, mm. I, yeah. That's not. I, I had a problem with suspension of disbelief for a lot of stuff in this movie, but the the creatures being blind and not like finding them immediately was okay with me. But yeah, it's like, is it supposed to be big jump scare, like you said, monster around the corner, or is it supposed to be really tense moments where they're really close and everyone's staying very still? It was just, yeah, like you said, inconsistent. It was all over the place. Where it's like, man, pick one thing, yeah, and then I'll be, I'll be more engaged with the what is supposed to be scary about this movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would also be why having the monsters be a little stronger would have been more exciting. So when they did, you know, have to fight them, it took more than one person. Yeah, it wasn't just plot armor. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. What a bummer. <laughs> yeah, a bummer. That, I just is, think... that is exactly how i felt watching this movie it's like it got to the end it's like what a bummer yeah <laughs> that's the scary, exactly it the only scary parts to me are just like ugh, they're crawling through water oh they fell in more water oh now they're in blood i'm just like there's so many dirty things in the water like i, I was yeah. way more scared of them being wet than dead sure like... and, and i think that's part of like horror horror is so many of the elements that like are things that we're worried about that that could kill us monsters it's disgust is something that drives horror as well um to the fact that you are unsettled by the the water is just another one of the inconsistencies there mm-hmm. it's not necessarily the fact that you shouldn't be unsettled by it because that's uh, that is something that horror tries to do it's that night that's not really the threat that they're talking about maybe if someone like contracted giardia from it like, like <laughs> i'd be like oh yeah like we will we'll never go whitewater rafting again because <laughs> and then they're just like they're face down in like cave water yeah like i can understand Shitting their pants yeah exactly <laughs> we gotta get her out of here <laughs> and then another one trips into the diary <laughs> what oh is that God. movie um i think it's called green inferno or something like that it came out maybe yeah. like 2017 but like it's of a, a group of young adventurers or something. They get captured by like a a, a group of like natives there, mm-hmm. and they are held in this like bamboo cage. But one of them has like really bad food poisoning. She's just like uh. shitting in the corner, <laughs> and they're all like trapped in there. But it was supposed to be like, oh yeah, you're in the tropical area of some tropical infection. Yeah, we need more cave infections in this movie. Cave infections. Yeah. Well, what's her name gets a big slash on the hand. And it oh, would have been, God, yeah, if she yeah. falls in some water, and then they're like, oh, it's yeah, like festering. Oh yeah, I do like that we got to see like the disgusting hand you know cut we got to see holly's bone pop out yeah like we got to see a lot of that stuff which was cool but yeah i did i was so glad when they're just like yeah bye holly like (laughs) what are we gonna do yeah and also how are you walking around on your splinted literally torn in half leg yeah like that's the part of it's just like suspension of disbelief for me. It's like, well, yeah. they have to get through this cave so this character can walk now. Like, they okay. She can walk now. Yeah. She can climb up a waterfall. Because she, she got up the waterfall, too. They didn't show that part. They just showed them pulling her over. Yeah. I, it shocked me that they all went down into the like hole that she fell through. I was like, wouldn't you want to keep people at the top to pull them back up? Because now they got to crawl back up and pull her up. I think it was just their way forward. Yeah. Either way, that's what I'm saying. This movie is whack, man. Good pick, Kelvin. Great <laughs> pick. I, I know. Yeah. I'm, glad, I'm glad that like you thought like that. I, I throw you a curveball. Yeah. Like, this movie sucks, Kelvin. Yeah. What, what did you like? You set me up to think that this was going to be good. I'm glad that my recommendations are always good. Then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, sure. I, I need to throw. I need to throw these in every now and then just for the like. Like, what? Are, what am I watching? Well, for sure, because I was like, okay, what's the part that's good? There has to be the part that's good coming up. It has to be. There has to be. I have to care about one person dying. I'm moreover just disappointed that Sarah didn't die. <laughs> like I'm like, that sucks that she got out. Which is why I like the UK ending better. 
Where yeah. the U.S. version has a sequel. Oh, 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 oh! The Descent Two. Yep. Is it as good or better than Trolls Two? <laughs> 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 oh, do you know about Trolls Two? A uh, world tour or whatever is that what it was? No, <laughs> Trolls Two is um. Oh, the the really the like the awful, B movie thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do oh, you, I love Troll Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't for those that, those that don't know, it's not a sequel. <laughs> no, it has nothing to do with the first it is, one. It is zero trolls. <laughs> yeah, don't they call them like goblins? They're goblins. The movie, They're yeah. Goblins. <laughs> but like when they wanted to, when they, because it's like an entirely Italian like production unit. Yeah, and all of the the actors are American. So a there was a lot of miscommunication there. But like when they decided to release it here, they were like. Well, let's just let's just try and ride the coattails of Trolls' success and call it Trolls Two. <laughs> so it wasn't even by the same people. No. It's not even by oh the same. Oh my god! No, that's that's how wild. <laughs> so from so that if if that's all you know about this movie, to think that like well maybe it's just poor marketing. Like well, you actually have to watch it and like it's even worse than that. <laughs> I love the part where time freezes and the kid he's like, you got to do something to stop your family from eating the food. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets up to pee on it and he's like i must do it i must do it it's like the most heroic piss scene in movie history <laughs> and that's how bad descent is i'd rather joke about troll 2 than talk about the descent anymore yeah so yeah so it's it's done now <laughs> all right i think we're getting ready to wrap this one up uh on a scale of one to ten squishy monster butts what do you give this one calvin this one's t- it's tough to say like there are so many. Like, I'm just gonna do it by the the cut that we saw. The cut that we saw is not very good. Um, I'll give it. I'll give it f- three. <laughs> wow, that's higher than I expected. Yeah, I'll give it three point two pickaxes. I feel like you almost gave it four. I did, and then I was like, "That's too high." Too many pickaxes. <laughs> because despite losing their caving bag at the very beginning, they still had a lot of pickaxes. <laughs> Yeah, they had enough they extra were, to make a splint out of one. Yeah, I know. I was like, you're going to waste it on that lady's leg? What do you uh, think of I, this one, Katya? Uh, I, yeah, as a horror movie, probably a two. Maybe, okay. a, maybe a 2.2, 2, squishy butts. As a comedy, 6.5. <laughs> is what should, I'm going to yeah. say. <laughs> this movie would be great with the laugh track in it. <laughs> <laughs> it would be so much more entertaining. Or like, yeah, every time you like, like when you first see the monster, and he's just kind of behind her, like standing there. And then if he just like looks at the screen and yeah. smiles, <laughs> like. That'd be great. <laughs> no, I, I certainly found myself like you guys did, like chuckling through parts. And I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> they, they make so much noise too when they climb. And it just like a lot of the movie felt so overacted to me. Like when she's put in the like kind of crampon thing in the, in the roof of the cave. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, ah, ah. It's like just yeah. just climb, just climb. Please. And also, like, why are you the one climbing across the roof when everyone's so much more buff than you are? This movie, get it. this movie is it. ridiculous. <laughs> uh, but I agree with you. I put it at a two. Character sucked. Monsters sucked. Uh, it, any kind of redemption story in this is built on nonsense. So I can't even get behind the character that the movie is about. So even if it was trying to have some kind of like uplifting and apparently a happy ending is what they the director described the U.S. version as. <laughs> um, so it, it doesn't achieve any of those things for me. So, I yes, two, two squishy monster butts. <laughs> I would not recommend this movie. <laughs> I thought it was it was tough watch. Yeah. All right, yeah. With that, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, thanks, as always, for being on, Calvin. Hey, thanks. And thank you, Katya. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, with that, uh, you can find our podcast on any platform like Apple Music or Spotify. We also upload all these to YouTube. So go ahead and leave a comment. Tell us what we're doing well. Tell us what we're doing wrong. And if you have any suggestions for films we can watch in the future, go ahead and leave it in the comments. And with that, thank you for listening to Now This Is Podcasting. <laughs>